Hello and welcome to The Good Robot Andys, uh, Season 11, Episode 3. My name is Andy Balaam and this is... Andy Cockerill. And the thing we're going to talk about this evening is... It's a movie. It's called Nyad. Nyad. How, how are we spelling Nyad. this? N-Y-A-D. Nyad. Yes. Okay, and based purely on the title, and also not, yes. ha- not having just only just remembered that I do this. <laughs> yeah, okay. And not Is having, that a rolling Disney adventure? <laughs> having seen the film at all. Um, <laughs> I can tell you that Nyad is um, a fantasy uh, story. It's sort of inspired by um, kind of manga type stuff um, set in a like a jungle archipelago type place very warm lots of islands um and i don't know what happens in it or who's in it i'm afraid interesting interesting you brought up some like um you're scraping you around like water or is it jungly jungly or jungly yeah water? jungly yeah okay not jungly oh okay. not jungly but islandy um uh, watery. Watery, I'd say. okay. Okay, well, watery. that must be where I, what I was guessing. I was guessing watery. <laughs> so, this is, um, this is a biographical sports drama film. I what? don't think we've ever done one of those before. <laughs> I mean, why would we? Why would we be interested in a biographical I'll explain. sports drama? I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain. So, uh, 2023 came out last year. Mm-hmm. Um, won a few awards at Cannes. Right. Last year. And, it's about swimmer Diana Nyad's 2013 attempt to swim the Straits of Florida. Okay. Is that difficult? So this is between Cuba and one of the Florida Keys. That so sounds... Like the most southerly one, basically. That sounds incredibly dangerous. <laughs> yes. Yeah? Okay, okay. Yes, incredibly dangerous. So uh, this is something that she did when she was much younger. She did it in using a boat that protected her from sharks. Hang on. And well, she was, was swimming in a boat. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a the boat's got like a, a hull that enclosed her, but allowed her to swim. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this was when she was younger. She uh-huh, uh-huh. She attempted it, and it was named an assisted swim, and she's always been like, I don't like the fact that it was an assisted <laughs> not, swim. Not that assisted. <laughs> Yeah, indeed. If you think it's so assisted, why don't you do it? So this is um, she's living with her partner, who Mm -hmm. is uh, in this film played by Jodie Foster, who I haven't seen anything for. Ah, she's so good. Quite some time. Yeah, she's great. Why is she not? Uh, Dinah Nyad is played by Annette Bening, who is also pretty great. Okay, what's she have? Oh, so many, so so many things. I think the first thing I saw her in was a crime drama called oh I forget what it was called now John John Cusack was in it as well right I'm sure it will come back to you Let's, let me, it don't let me distract me. you it will come back to me um, so they're living together they're, they're happily together they're mm-hmm. not really a romantic couple mm-hmm. they're just sort of you know for, for convenience and companionship kind mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm and one day, Dinah Nyad comes home and says, I want to swim it again. Mm-hmm. And her partner, her Jodie Foster's like, what? <laughs> what, what? What is it that you want to do? <laughs> I want to swim the Straits of Florida. But you're 60. This time you can't. unassisted. <clears throat> unassisted, yeah. So she wants to do it without 
without an assisted boat. Wow. And uh, Jodie Foster's like, not happening. It's not happening. But but this Diana Nyad is someone who looks at a problem and just says, well, I'm going to just go straight through it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put up with that. Somebody's telling me I can't do something. Mm-hmm. So they find a... She starts to get in shape. Mm-hmm. Um. I've never. I don't think I've seen quite so much swimming in a film before. <laughs> okay. In kind of. You're not selling it to me so far. Okay, but, but bear with me. Okay, bear with <laughs> me. We wouldn't be talking about it on the podcast if I didn't think it was no. You know, yeah. Worth talking about. Um, so she she starts to get in shape, and they find a navigator. So someone who can, right. who knows the Straits of Florida mm-hmm. inside out because it's a pretty treacherous body of water. Mm-hmm. Um, things that can. Mess you up. Jellyfish. Mm-hmm. Sharks. Mm-hmm. Currents yeah, as well. It's part say, of the Gulf thought, Stream. I'd have thought the currents would be the, the most yeah. dangerous thing. So depending on... The, you can only do it at certain times of the year. Right. Because at certain times of the year, the Gulf Stream is in full effect. Right. And if you were to start swimming from the north coast of Cuba towards Florida, you just get pulled off course mm-hmm. into the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <coughs> which he doesn't want want to happen. No, because it's probably swimming um, the entire Atlantic's a bit impractical. A bit impractical, yes. Um, so they find a navigator who knows inside out and what time of the year to do it. Mm-hmm. He's played by Reese Fans, okay, Welsh actor, okay, who's terrific value in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a you know, in any kind of supporting role, if you're looking for someone to steal a scene, mm-hmm. then, then he's your man basically. Although he does. He does manage to tone it down a bit in this. Okay. Maybe or maybe told to, yeah. possibly. <laughs> it's like, that stuff you normally do, can you do it a bit less? <laughs> but otherwise, we want everything else, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. But mm-hmm. he's great. They then make contact with a couple of uh, surfer dudes who have figured out how to keep sharks away. Okay. Using electrical signals. Okay, okay. Because sharks are triggered by... Uh, electrical signals in the water, you know, fish in distress, mm-hmm. seals, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And these guys have figured out this system where they have a couple of canoes with uh, cables going into the water that mm-hmm. emit an electrical signal. And when a shark gets too close to it, they just veer away. Right, 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 right. So okay. there's those two guys, um, a medic mm-hmm. and a captain for the boat. So they get all these people, they find a sponsor eventually right she's in shape and they decide to go for it right this will be the is first Jody Foster of on board yet pardon is Jodie Foster on board Jodie yep yeah. Jodie Foster's now on reluctantly right, right I would right. say mm-hmm. she knows that if she doesn't go with her then something bad would happen and she wouldn't be there kind of thing so mm-hmm. it's like well mm-hmm. I have to come mm-hmm. even though I think this is insane mm-hmm. um so their first attempt um, fails because she gets stunned by a box jellyfish. Right. Box jellyfish are incredibly toxic. Is that... I think... I got stung by jellyfish, and I got right. stung by the... There's like a minor version and a major version. Right, okay. Uh, I don't know much about jellyfish. So I've got to tell you this story now. Uh, so Was it super painful? So I, I got stung by the, the minor one, and it felt like I just scratched my foot on a stone. And then by the right. time I'd walked in from the sea, I was in agony. It was right. unbelievable. And yeah. we, we we went 
I don't remember how we ended up there, but we ended up at the house, the house of a doctor, like a GP, right? Who right. Was like the the world expert on these jellyfish, presumably because they were in. We were, in, I think, we were in Cornwall, and yeah. uh, he said that was the minor one, and the major one. Um, sailors have been known to cut off their own limbs due to the pain. Because of the pain, my God. Even though it doesn't, it doesn't do much harm. It's just unbelievably painful. It's so painful, yeah. And you can kill the poison by just warming it up. So he just put my foot in warm water, and it went away. And it was it was already getting better by then, actually. But it was I was I was quite young, but I remember it being unbelievably Believe. painful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So a box jellyfish. Maybe it was are, a box jellyfish, or maybe that maybe wasn't it was. a relevant yeah, story. I don't, I don't know where they <laughs> hang out. You know, yeah. waiting for people, waiting for swimmers to go through and, um. So in the first one, she's doing doing well, mm-hmm. but she gets stung, mm-hmm. and on her face, which Ow. is just ah, uh, it's just I mean the prosthetic like stuff they do where her face kind of swells up. Mm. So Jodie Foster's got this whistle, right? Um, where she can say attention to Annette Benning, swimmer, mm-hmm. and she blows the whistle and she says no, not happening. We're, we're stopping because she wants to carry on even though her face right. is like red and puffy it's like no we can't do this so they, they then contact an expert on jellyfish mm-hmm. who says uh, you don't build up immunity to this stuff it's not like right um, if you get stung again it could kill you right 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 basically so they then develop um, a special suit because before that she's wearing just a a one piece like a bikini type thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she starts wearing a wetsuit which she's not happy about because it affects her flexibility right, right, right. but she's got to wear the wetsuit and then she's also got um, when they go into an area, area where there's jet she is allowed to come close to the ship boat mm-hmm. she's not allowed to touch it mm-hmm. not allowed to touch anybody else mm-hmm. otherwise the, the swim is null and void they're allowed to give her food and drink as she's going along okay but not allowed to touch her. Okay. Just have to pass it over. Um, so when they go into an area where there's lots of jellyfish, they, she has this, um, like a kind of mask, well, mm-hmm. it is a mask, basically, mm-hmm. that goes over her head and over her face, allows her to breathe and oh, see, man. but it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like, it's very claustrophobic. It looks terrible. Yeah. So they figure this out and they go for another, another go the okay. next year. This is based on true events. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah Absolutely. It's something that I just didn't know about, though. No, I don't no. remember this, but it's not that long ago. It didn't right. happen that long ago. Um, she, um, the next, in the next attempt, um, there's a massive storm. Right. And the ship, the boat gets blown off course. She gets blown off course. Mm-hmm. They're quite close. You know, they're about three quarters of the way through the swim. Oh, wow. And again, the whistle gets blown it's like no we have to go back and right. it's at this point when everyone's thinking are we done with are we done with this now yeah we've done it we've attempted it twice in two years mm-hmm. and but she is just adamant mm-hmm. that she wants to go ahead so they um Risa Funds then announces that he ha- he is dying he has cancer right and if they're going to do one then it's got to be the next year because he doesn't have much longer to live. Mm-hmm. Which is quite poignant, you know, because mm-hmm. he's like, I could do a lot of things with my life, but I'd actually want to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to see you finish this, mm-hmm. basically. 
So they go for another one, and um, she gets exhausted and tired, and they get very close to Florida, and suddenly Reese Fonz's navigator looks at the looks at the winds and looks at the stream and says, "This is perfect." This is actually pushing right. us towards Florida right now. So right. you have to go and tell her to keep going because right. we're going to get a bit of a tow. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So although she's almost on her last legs, Jodie Foster blows the whistle and says, just keep swimming. Right. We're, nearly, we're nearly there, basically. <laughs> um, so they get they get to Florida. They get to, I can't remember, I'll, I'll read about where they get to in a minute, but um, one of the keys, basically, the mm-hmm. most southerly one, mm-hmm, presumably. Mm-hmm. And there's thousands of people on the beach mm-hmm. waiting right. for her to arrive. And the boat comes in first. And then Diana Nyad comes up the beach. And the boat crew and like people on the beach are like keeping everyone away. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They say, we don't touch her until she actually yeah, right. walks onto the beach and then uh-huh. touches it. You know, then she's completed it. Uh-huh. Yeah, amazing. So she, she did it. She actually did it on the, like a third attempt in her 60s. Unbelievable. Finished it. It is, um, you know, you said, as I was talking about it earlier on, <laughs> you're not exactly selling it to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, that just like the, the sheer force of will mm, mm, of mm. someone to do it, but also not just the force of will, but people who believe in it around her. Yeah who want to keep coming back and saying, yeah, okay, we'll help you finish this, mm. even though there's nothing in it for them. Right. Other than basking in her reflected glory. Yeah. There's nothing in it for them at all. Well, presumably they're getting paid, but I don't think they're getting paid very much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just her enthusiasm and her force of will that keeps them all going. Yeah. And this it's, team of people. It's the kind of thing that I, I would never like decide to watch, but then I'd, I'd actually find it really powerful if I did watch it. Yeah, it, it shares. I think it shares something with that that film I talked about last year about the free diving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something that I I don't understand free diving mm-hmm. because I'm terrified of open water. So, mm-hmm. and I don't understand swimming a long way because I'm a terrible swimmer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still find those things incredibly powerful and inspiring. Yeah, and it's not know. really about the details of what they're doing, is it? No. It's, yeah, it's about no. The- no. Um, so I think it's just really great to see Jodie Foster in a film again. Yeah. Because she's so good in this. Annette Benning is great in it. So you've got two women of a certain age mm-hmm. leading a film, yeah. which is great. Yeah. You've got Reese Fans, who's not a young man mm-hmm. in a film. So, mm-hmm. you know, you've got an older core cast and then, and then a few younger supporting players. But it's all about Diana Nyad and Jodie Foster's... Right relationship it's all about their their they're slightly fighty but ultimately Mm -hmm. supportive relationship right okay so So try 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 and find some some deets for you now okay okay well before Um, you while you do that let me ask you the question yes okay so um what did you learn about your own life from watching this film? Don't give up. Uh-huh. Don't give up. You know, even if it feels... Um, even if it feels hopeless, 
you can try again sometime mm-hmm. in a slightly different way. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm just reading just reading the Wikipedia page on this actually. So her crossing was um, was denied ratification due to incomplete documentation. The original Which one. Is uh, no, the oh, no, hang on. Uh, maybe the first one. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just reading this. It's right. Just look something uh, up on the internet. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's saying here that that one was denied. Wow. That's sad. Yeah, because of incomplete documentation and conflicting accounts from crew members. So... So it didn't even count? No, no. Nightmare. Yeah, it is a nightmare, yeah. So, so yeah, she completed it in 2013. That's when she actually did it. Right, 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 right. At the age of 64. Pretty, Pretty impressive. It is pretty impressive. Yeah, it really is. And that was on her fifth attempt. Right. Is this something yeah. that other people do? Uh, yeah, it is. So, um, so open water swimming, or at least you know, long distance open open water swimming, is a thing. You know, it's. Um, but this like, particular crossing, I mean. This particular crossing is one that people have attempted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Cuba to Florida. Mm-hmm. I'm just seeing how how long it is. Um. 110 miles. Oh, my God. I know. Just unbelievable. I know. I know. Yeah. It's incredible. Absolutely amazing. So, yeah. That's Nyad. It's well worth a look. Right. Right. Well worth a look. Yeah, not the kind of thing I would normally watch. No, I can't. I, I wouldn't be me either, but when I heard about... Heard a review of this on Como de Mayo and it just saying that it's it's really good you know it's good performances mm-hmm. great story mm-hmm. and it manages to make swimming which I think is not the most cinematic thing mm-hmm. manages to make it interesting right it works yeah yeah it works good there we go me and my me and my wife liked it a lot thank you very much well listen to put that on your list yeah. <laughs> Have you been watching anything else? Uh, yes, we finished an Australian show called Fisk. Ah, I really like Fisk. Yeah, we watched it all on Netflix. It was great. Yeah, I watched. Um, I started watching it on ITV Player. Weirdly. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then it disappeared off ITV Player, and then I found that it was on Netflix, and I finished watching it. Yeah, really good. Yeah, I was. It was a, a little gem, wasn't it? It, it wasn't very. Wasn't it's pushed very, very much, but it was yeah. It no, was, not pushed. It, no, no. It was gentle. It, it, she's she's quite a harsh character, but even that is quite done quite in quite a gentle way. Yeah, I I enjoyed her like extreme frankness about things. Yeah, yeah. I thought so, that was amusing. So Fisk is about a. It's Australian. Yes. And it's set in it's set in like the outskirts of the city. I don't remember which one. It's Melbourne. Melbourne. It's Melbourne. Yeah. But it feels it feels kind of rural. You know, it feels like a kind of backwater. 
and um, the main character is a middle-aged woman whose father is a like highly celebrated He's a retired judge um, high court judge I think yeah so he is yeah. like legendary maybe supreme court actually legendary yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. And, and she she for reasons that aren't necessarily clear has moved away from the city I think into this small town and got a job in this little um, not very thrusting a solicitor's <laughs> office reminds me a lot of um, Dunder Mifflin yeah or what, what, what's it called um, Warnham Hogg yeah the uh, British yeah. office yeah is that right Dunder Mifflin is the American Something office Hogg, I think. Think. is it Warnham Hogg or yeah something? Yeah, it reminds me a lot of that. Yeah, it's like a, only with a smaller cast. Yeah, and so it's uh, they're they're working in a they they do like wills and probate type stuff. They just they're kind of jobbing lawyers. Yeah, they don't like yeah. going to court. They basically try and avoid going to court whenever they can. Conveyancing. Yeah, I mean the the, the head guy is just like no, I don't want to go to court. He's got to court for me. His character kind of is thing. hilarious. He's so yes. he's so not like people are on TV. You know, he's yeah, he can't yeah. really. He's running his business, but he can't really be bothered to do that. No, no. And he's, yeah, somehow he's just getting away with, um, they make enough the money to get by without him really doing a great deal. Um, I thought it was really good. Really, really and, good. And uh, she is, well, yeah, the main thing is that she is a very spiky character and she tells it like it is. And, and if someone's being annoying, she just tells them they're being annoying. And, uh, Yes, I, yes. I, I got the feeling that um, the implication could be that she could be a bit autistic or something. Like, she's yeah, very maybe. direct. Yeah. Um, and kind of doesn't understand how other people, like, sort of socially massage their way through life. Uh, and there's a character that she, like, really um, finds difficult who's, like, always kind of schmoozing and things and... She is that just, Roz? Yeah. Is that the other? The, the, is that the, the the sister? Yeah, the other person who works at the works at the sister's yeah. office. Yeah, they don't get on, do they? They don't they get have on. Very different they're just, styles. They're kind of incompatible. And, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so there's just a lot of a lot of gentle humour, like absurd situations. It's kind of a sitcom. Um, but she's just a really compelling character. I think there's something that Australian comedy does really well, which is gentle slightly self-effacing comedy right it's not too cruel right um Colin from Accounts is from that have you seen Colin from Accounts no everyone keeps saying we should watch it yeah you should because okay. that's another Australian show right, that's right, right. gentle and self-effacing right I think you'd love it I mean, right. It's, right there's not there's not a lot not to like about it right. really right uh, but I think Australians do it really well right yeah that's it's cool. well written well performed. That was, yeah, enjoyed Fisk. Uh -huh. uh, we have been watching The Traitors on the BBC. Is that the reality a, thing? Yeah. 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 Right. Which is fun. Everyone told us we should watch that. We got about 10 minutes in and I just turned it off. I can't imagine you would enjoy it, right? No. <laughs> no. I hate, I hate stuff like that. I hate, like, I mean, I hate, I hate reality shows, but I also hate, like, Social awkwardness, but not, not Bake Off. Oh, there's loads of social awkwardness in the in the traitors. I can just about bear Bake Off if it doesn't get too stressful, right? But it usually does. Yeah, I don't mind. Like, Someone overcooks their meringue. Yeah, I don't mind a bit of stress about like your meringue. I I, I don't <laughs> like social 
like I hate the competitive things and stuff like that. So the Bake Off's okay because they're nice to each other, basically. Generally, they are nice to each other. Yeah. yeah. They hop each other out. Yeah. You don't ever see anyone hijacking somebody else's bake. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a different gonna, show, wouldn't it? It's going to go around there and turn the oven up 10 degrees. You wait. In 10 years, it'll be Bake Off, <laughs> colon, The Traitors. Bake Off, The Traitors. Or Bake, bake Off, colon, The Saboteurs. Bake, yeah, Bake Off, colon, The Saboteurs. Or Bake Off, colon, Sabotage. Right. Yeah, yeah, Okay. There you go. Okay. Pitch that to Channel 4. Okay. They'd love that. I don't want to watch it, though, so no. No, okay, fair enough. Speaking of... Um, go on. Yes. No, I'm trying to think what else. We have been, we have watched a lot of stuff. So speaking of... I fini- Oh, I finished season two of Foundation. Ah, right. And you think it's good? Because someone on the internet the other day was saying it's awful and rubbish. Yeah, I can imagine that people would say that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought that it was mind-bending in places. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, exciting, you know, action-packed. Right. Um... Moving as well, mm-hmm. you know, powerful stuff in places, mm-hmm. particularly where a great sacrifice is made by a, a decorated war hero. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lee Pace as Brother Day is terrific. Right. Um, you do you remember? Do you remember much of Foundation? I think you said you knew something about. I read. I read the books. I loved them when I was I was an older child. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. I remember the main plot points of the books, but especially the later, not so much the early. I assume this is all set on Trantor and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but also other planets as well. There's a place called Terminus, which is right. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the Terminus. backwards end of the galaxy kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Lee Pace as yeah Brother Day, like the middle one of the three clones of the Emperor. Okay. None of this. None of this is from the book. Maybe this is not in the book. Maybe it's not in the book. Far I don't as, know. As far as I remember, none of this is in the book. Um, but it does have Harry, Harry Seldon. Right, uh, yeah. Is in it. Um, actually, multiple versions of Harry Seldon, which is interesting. Okay. He exists in multiple realities, which is quite cool. Oh, okay. It sounds like it's nothing like the book at all. Yeah, it may not be. Okay. Um, so, yeah, enjoyed that. I've started a show called Barry. Okay. Uh, which is an HBO show about a hitman. Uh-huh. It's a comedy. Uh-huh. It's quite a broad comedy uh-huh. about a hitman who, um, he's one of his targets turns out to be a kid who's doing drama classes. Okay. And he goes to this drama class and kind of get kind of gets hooked on the drama class. Okay. So it's that basically. It's um, hitman who's figured out maybe he drama. wants to do something else with his life. <laughs> Henry Winkler is the drama tutor, and he's just brilliant. <laughs> um, speaking of Channel Four, I was watching. Yes. Uh, I watched a little bit of W One A, and the the, uh, the reason why I did That's on BBC, is, I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. No, no, I know. It's just it's just like it's a TV company. Yeah, great. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, <laughs> the reason I watched a bit of W One A is because I watched the whole of Twenty Twelve because I decided I was going to rewatch it. Ah, uh, yes, and. Uh, I just loved it. I loved rewatching it. It was so, it's so well written. It's so beautiful. And I watched, uh, I think, two episodes of W1A because I just wanted to carry on. And to, even though at the time I remember thinking how brilliant W1A was and how much I loved it, it was still brilliant, still brilliantly written, hilariously funny, but it was quite depressing. Hmm. And actually, I hadn't really noticed that, that 2012 was relatively non depressing. So yeah, it's very upbeat. We should explain to listeners. Twenty twelve is a 
mock documentary about the people organizing the 2012 olympics and all the like totally ridiculous stuff that happens and with this sweet main uh storyline where the the kind of middle-aged man whose marriage is falling apart who's who's Hugh Bonneville main plays character. yeah um the main character olivia coleman is uh, olivia coleman as as his assistant who's uh, desperately who's in, in love, love with, with him, him. <laughs> Yes. And just that's a really sweet storyline, and yeah, it is. Yeah, um, the whole thing is just the the writing is beautiful. It it's um, they all they talk in this kind of meaningless management speak, but it's just so beautifully. It's hard to explain. It's really really good. Yeah, no, it is. W one A is more of the same, but now he's got a job. So in in his Hugh Bonneville in twenty twelve is uh, head of deliverance at the Olympic Games. And then that's right. At the BBC, he's got a new job at the BBC, and this is what W1A is, where he is head of values. But does, isn't he applying for the director of Better? Is that right? No, uh, I think <laughs> that happens later. Head of values, that's right. Yeah, but what are values, and how can you be ahead of them? Yeah, like it, it's a completely meaningless job, and he ends up basically yeah. just, from time to time, kind of rescuing something from... Um, <laughs> disaster but basically the yes. bbc is just basically the bbc is portrayed as just the most awful place with all these people yeah. that are, uh just looking after themselves covering their own backs and stuff and then he's in there trying to do a good job but he doesn't even know what his job is because what does head of values mean and it's just it's a nightmare i so think those, I found those, it a bit those meetings that they go to yeah. but there's like eight people around the table yeah. And they have a meeting and nothing comes out of it. It's just people going, yeah, sure, yeah, great. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, yeah and everyone's great. got their little th- little um, verbal tics that they say. Yeah. And uh, there's one character who basically just says, brilliant. Yes. And uh, But he says he means so many different things by saying that. Um, and it's so, yeah, that's what I mean about the writing. The writing is absolute genius. Yeah, it is. It's very good. Um, but he's such a nasty character, the man who says brilliant. It's really depressing. Yeah, he's quite underhand, isn't he? Yeah, and he he um he's like the gatekeeper to Tony, who's the the director general. So he like That's right. jealously guards yeah. Tony, and that no one else can get near him. So he keeps keeps control. Gatekeepers, who'd have them, eh? Yeah, I need to sneeze. Sorry. Okay, go for it. <coughs> he he, oh. he sneezed, listener. Oh, it's happening again! <coughs> it happened again. Oh. That's it. Okay, that was it. Sorry that, about that. Just you two. That's you can you edit get. those out because they'll definitely max out the uh, microphone. <laughs> I don't do editing really, so I think you can expect this to be in. <laughs> yes, coming to coming soon to the good ride by Andy's <laughs> sneezing. <laughs> so now I have to leave them in because you've talked about them. So because I've talked about it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else we what else we've been watching. So um, what did I? Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, W one A and twenty twelve. Twenty twelve, utterly amazing. Yeah. Um, also, we've been watching quite a lot of Shetland. Oh, okay. On BBC, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a uh, mystery story or various mystery stories. They originally were based on books, and then they made some more after that. And uh, that when you when you talked about older ladies, uh, what, what's slightly striking about Shetland is it, it's. The main character is uh, a a middle aged, late middle aged man. Uh, right now, obviously, you may not think that that's that special, all that unusual. But he, you know, he does feel older than most people on telly these days. I'd say, okay, you know, less. Douglas Henschel, 
is who it is. Right. Yeah. Less um, less eye candy maybe than most people on TV. Right. Um, and uh, he is a detective on Shetland, and a, a remarkable number of murders happen on Shetland. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like um, what's that that show that used to be on Midsummer Murders? Yeah. Where, yeah, yeah. So I, is there anybody left in this village? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> So it started off, the first couple of series are like two episodes per storyline. And then they started doing whole series, one storyline for the whole series. And they okay, got. D- did that spread it a bit thin, maybe? It didn't spread one it thin. Line. No. But it made it. They upped the ante a lot. So whereas the, the, the two episode stories were. Um, there wasn't a lot of jeopardy normally. It was, it was mostly just solve this mystery. And obviously the yeah. mystery's like moving or whatever, you know, like but and then when it became whole whole series stories, suddenly the main characters are, are in danger or you know, might be suspected of doing something bad or that kind of thing, you know, all that kind of jeopardy comes in. But mm. um it remained extremely well written, extremely well played, um and uh sensitive handling of some really tough issues as well. Okay. Um so basically really entertaining and also just really well written and with lots of Shetland scenery so this is kind of like very peaceful nice scenery yeah a sense to everything yeah it's pretty pretty good I'd say oh um did you watch the Doctor Who special yes yes Christmas yes yes that was alright it was okay yeah I thought they were I thought they were I thought the middle one of the specials Wild Blue Yonder I think it was called on the spaceship with the yeah. stuff that's happening very slowly uh-huh. I thought that was really really good yeah I, I remember turning to my wife during one of them and saying that's probably the best Doctor Who I've seen yeah it was excellent it was okay it was excellent and then we watched the one with the new Doctor who yep. who to me is just the main character's friend out of sex education yeah um, which I just loved Sex Education thought it was so good such a good show isn't it um, so um, yeah it was difficult I for me was, to I separate th- him from that, that character but yeah I thought it was a good doctor like he's very yeah but I thought he was a good doctor I thought he brought a lot of energy yes to it and something fresh very very engaging indeed yes um, yeah so yeah, looking forward to that. Just slightly freaks me series. out because I, I like it's quite a different. Sex Education is kind of quite a different show from Doctor Who, so I found it difficult to adjust. Yeah, no, I can see that. But um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's the other thing I've been watching. Sex Education, really, really amazing series. Uh, I don't think we've talked about it before. I think we. I think no, we haven't talked about the whole thing. Right, right, right. No, maybe we should do a retro of that at it's some point. Really enjoyed it. It's it's British. It's it's set in, like it's all filmed in a school in Wales, but it's all made out to look like it's an American high school. Yeah. It's so yeah. weird. Everything, uh, the trappings of it are all like an American high school, but they're all speaking in British accents. Yeah, and yeah, it's and very it looks, weird. It's very bucolic. What does that as mean? well? Uh, sort of like of the country, but in a good way kind of thing so okay. like the house where Gillian Anderson who mm-hmm. plays one of the characters mums lives oh, is it, just incredible Gillian Anderson is so good in it I mean everyone yeah. every, the acting is absolutely top notch yeah and it's kind it of is. conceit is that like every week 
or every storyline that they, they, they uh, at some point during the episode one of the characters is going to give a short essay on some topic that educates you about some part of sexual health or sexual yeah emotional yeah. whatever uh, like there's always there's always a little thing that is educating you hence the name sex education um but actually the the education part of it is entertaining but also and helpful but also the the main thing is that the storylines i just found utterly um compelling i just couldn't stop watching i just wanted to watch especially the central romance i just thought was amazing yeah i think what's cool about that central romance is is that it it ebbs and flows yeah. like a new romance does yeah in real life they found a it's way it's up and down it's will they won't they yeah, and they, then they found a way to make it at the end something happens at the end i'm not going to yeah. spoil it but, um, they found a way to make yeah. it will they won't they through all three series it was three wasn't it uh yeah um yeah. without that getting tired like yes it felt realistic every time it like nearly happened and didn't or whatever you know like yeah it's really good so there's a there's a, an 80s show called moonlighting yes which is quite famous so didn't they do have any series of them after they got together exactly right, yes yeah. so after they get together it just goes flat right right right, right it's right. like all of the chemistry is gone right. basically whereas brooklyn because they never should have got together yeah Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah. manages to still be funny after they got together. Yes. Yeah, I was worried about that when mm -hmm. they did. I thought, mm -hmm. okay, is is all of the spark going to go now? But it didn't. Yeah, it was fine. Totally fine. Um, actually, we should talk about uh, some some sad any other business, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. Andre, Andre Broer, I think that's his name. Yeah. He died yeah. quite young as well. He played Lieutenant Holt. <laughs> No, I can't. I can't do the quote. If he's, we're talking about someone who is st scene stealing, he does. He does. A, he has a particular quote that I can't remember the exact wording of. Where he says, <laughs> he picks up the phone and he says, "You've reached, you've reached Captain Raymond Holt. I can get to the phone right now." <laughs> so good. I don't think that's quite right, but oh, I love it so much. Yeah, the way he delivered those lines was just incredible. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he sadly died, which is yeah. such a shame. Yeah. And young. So young. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh I can't think of anything else that we've been watching. Um movies, which I will talk about on this podcast. Right, right, right. Yes. But I but I'll keep my powder dry on those. And we're looking for a bit of a backlog. We're yeah. hoping to watch uh, June 2 um, sometime soon when it comes out. So yep. we'll get back to you on that, listener. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, should be good. Should be good. Uh, anything uh, to plug? No. You've got a little bit of movie news, though. Oh, yeah. Go on. Hit me. Um, so this is kind of interesting, is that James Cameron's The Abyss, which mm -hmm. is one of my favorite movies right um recently got um a 4k restoration mm -hmm. supervised by james cameron mm -hmm. in between making ten thousand avatar movies <laughs> is he making um, a lot yeah there's loads in the pipeline oh dear really because they make all the money for okay. disney okay now um so that it's ready to be released mm -hmm. in fact it probably has been released in the u.s in the UK, there's a scene in it where a rat gets immersed in liquid, mm -hmm. and 
When it came out back in the 80s, late 80s, the BBFC order that that scene was changed or cut. So, like, there's a few seconds of it missing. Right, I think I remember the UK that, version. that scene. Because it's, it's yeah. about, like, filling their lungs with fluid so they can go to deep yes. pressures, right? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which won't work. You know, you'll drown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway... Um, uh, so they submitted it to the BBFC. The BBFC said, this has got the same problem it had before. Right. And you need to cut it. Right. So it's been withdrawn. So it hasn't been released yet. Oh, the whole film's been withdrawn. Yeah. So Fox or Disney have said, well, we need to go back and figure this out. So they. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, we Brits, we really, don't like cruelty to animals, do we? No. No, I mean, and why would you have that anyway? Why would you? Why would you have cruelty to animals in a film? Because it is a real rat being immersed in liquid, right? And right, it looks right. like it's distressed. Right, so. right. Yeah. So that's interesting, right? BBFC are adhering to their guidelines right. and saying no, right. you can't. Interesting, because no. a lot of stuff has changed since then in terms of how they classify films, but clearly not that. It has, but their cruelty to animals policy hasn't changed. Right, it's right. the same as it ever was. Right. Huh. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's I, it. That's all I got. I've I have something to plug, which is that I am doing a programming tutorial called Rust One Hundred and One about how to program oh. in Rust. Um, that is coming out on my PeerTube channel. You can go to diode.zone and search for Andy Balam, or just your best bet is to follow me on Mastodon, which there's links on the Good Robot Andy's right. website somewhere. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, I'm doing, I'm releasing that on PeerTube only, not on YouTube. I will, I will eventually release it on YouTube. Um, but I'm doing a kind of semi experiment slash just escaping from the algorithm of just, you know, people who actually have, you know, know who I am or have connected to me in some real human way. Yeah. Like via Mastodon instead of via some ho- horrible algorithm. <laughs> this is for you. And then later I'll put it on YouTube. But, um, um, that's that's been fun. It's it's nice to do something for real people. But yeah, if you want, yeah. to, if you're interested in learning how to program in Rust, you probably need to like be able to program in something else before you. This will be useful. I do have other videos for like teaching you how to get started in programming, but this is probably not the one for you. Um, but yeah, hopefully some people will like that. I I'm doing it based on some slides that I found on the internet. And, the uh, internet, you say? Yeah, on the internet. Um, <laughs> and they're, they're open source, like written up by some people, and they're, they're intended to be used by universities to teach Rust to students. Um, mm. And uh, they've been okay, not not exactly what I expected. And today I found a bug in one of them where they, they told you you can do something that you absolutely can't do. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So I logged a bug uh, today, so that I felt good about myself after I did that. Good stuff. But yeah, so come and uh, come and watch me kind of bumble my way through how to program in Rust. Fantastic. That's it. Excellent. That's also it from me. Thanks a lot. See you next time. Yeah, you too. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>